Kia team and welcome to the Beyond the Surface podcast. My name's Noel Woolof and on today's episode, I'm joined by Paige Fraser. Paige hails from the Kapiti Coast. She's someone that just totally gets after it. She's the founder of Neighbourhood Collective, which manages a bunch of local musicians, also puts on festivals and live events. Overall, a bit of a legend. I hope you enjoy this conversation. As always, I really appreciate all of the support. If you are enjoying the podcast and would like to support the mahi, please remember to rate us five stars on Spotify. Appreciate the support team. Welcome to episode number 20. I, I was born in Auckland, um, which was where a majority of my family still live, my dad's side. Um, so my mother and I, she took me to Australia um, which I grew up in Bondi in Sydney. Yeah. I went to school there. Um, we, we didn't leave on necessarily like the best terms. We kind of had to go due to, um, family violence or issues and, mm. and things like that. So I was at a young age, I saw a survival or like a flight survival. I saw all kind of all the barriers that, I guess can shape, you know, someone's upbringing later on in their life to challenges or I guess, you know, yeah, mm. stuff like that. So so we get to Australia and it was the best thing that could have happened. Nice. Growing up in Bondi, you know, um, my mum was young. She was, she was 26, I think, when we mm. got there. And um, just been around so many different cultures and different, um, you know, a lot more going on. In um, such a broad, big place, um, yeah, really, really opened my eyes, I guess, to different ways of living. Yeah. Um, the influences were huge, mm. you know, like, I just remember going, like, chilling down at the skate park, you know, listening to my Walkman or my MP3 player back then and playing on my skateboard and then seeing all these skaters just ripping up the you know just living their life at the skate park or the surfers you know yeah 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 and um yeah i guess that kind of shaped my openness Mm. to doing things that i enjoy Mm. and creating a lifestyle or income or just a way of living from that Mm. um how long did you stay over in aussie for Moved back to New Zealand when I was 11. Yeah, that I identified as a mix of both. Um, but at the time, I was still trying, yeah, figuring that out. A lot of kids, you know, didn't quite understand. They're like, why do you sound like that? Because I came back with an accent, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it took me a while to kind of fall into the groove of being a Kiwi again mm. because I was very ashamed. Like, I came back wearing FUBU and Dada, and everyone was like, why are you just like that? You know, and they're wearing like Helen Steins and true, true, <laughs> and, true. And um, yeah, I was like had dickies and just like the whole culture shock was huge. Yeah. Even I come back to um, Coastlands, you know, we went to the mall and we walk in and we walk to the other end and I said, you know, what's upstairs? And they're like, there was no upstairs. I was like, oh, what's downstairs? There was like, this is it. <laughs> this is it. And I was just like, whoa, yeah, it's a yeah, shock. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a challenge. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, obviously I got comfortable. Yeah. And so you, from there at the age of 11, were you always, when you moved back to New Zealand, were you in the Kapiti Coast where you are now or were you still in um, Auckland? Kapiti Coast. You're in, Ka- you're in Kapiti, cool. Stayed in Kapiti, yeah. Yeah, nice. So, so I've, I stayed in Kapiti until I was about 21. Um, and then I went on a little tiki tour around the country 
Um, went to Auckland, moved there where I started doing um, managing a bar, Cassette 9. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out Cassette 9. Yeah. Wow. Or maybe not. I don't know. I read somewhere that when you were 21, you also went to LA mm. um, to <laughs> scout out sort of like the party scene over there and see how things were happening. What was the motivation behind that trip? If you can just speak a little bit to that. Yeah. Uh, definitely just to get out and grow yeah. and um, find, you know, I was partying a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I wanted more. <laughs> I wanted more, yeah. And I just wanted to see, you know, like when I was when I was younger, watching all of those hip-hop and R&B mm. and, you know, like P. Diddy's or the 50 Cent's, mm. you know, Paris Hilton's, like that was the lifestyle that I was kind of, yeah, you know, influenced by and yep. um, pushed me to go to those places because it just, they sold it, you know, it seemed so fun. I wasn't really getting it here. Siglo mm. um, was cool but wasn't that popping. <laughs> what was it about that lifestyle, if we go, go on that quickly, of mm-hmm. um, the likes of, you know, these big affluent sort of superstars that yeah. was really attractive to you freedom freedom yeah yeah always having fun um that's that's kind of my chase or my you know what keeps me yeah keeps me content and yeah and going nice yeah nice but so i get to i get to america and we travel around a bit um and just been able to like see these super clubs or go to these music events and I always knew I was going to be a part of the music industry. Mm. I didn't know where I fit. I couldn't play a musical instrument to save myself. Yeah. I can DJ a little bit now, thank God. Man. Shout out RTL. Let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just went to go, you know, see what that's about and, and really live it, get a little taste. And yeah. yeah. So what did you when, you, when you went over there, what did you come back to New Zealand? Did you come back different or more inspired and kind of finding your why and what your purpose was? Oh, yeah, way more inspired. True. Yeah. And um, more confident yeah. about what I wanted to do. I was very confused um, as to how to get into that nine to five or find that, that life, you know, that job that I was excited about or mm. wanted to do, um, which I didn't realize at the time, but now I can, you know, look back and understand that that's, what I was doing, I was just trying to find my feet. I was actually quite scared of, you know, being, putting myself out there and getting a job or, mm. you know, when you're that young, you're kind of just kicking about doing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is, um, it is insane. I was having this yarn to somebody a while back, but I feel like throughout, throughout even my, my life so far, I remember growing up looking into the States in America and it was probably how you were, looking at it you know like it was the the be end and end all of everything it was all the movies made it was like this eclipse of like of ecstasy essentially when you look at it it was like where the celebrities were you're like this place is like fucking incredible yeah but then i feel like even throughout my lifetime i've seen almost like a complete switch more so recently with like Donald Trump and stuff like that, when people look at America in a total a total different viewpoint than mm-hmm. what it was probably when I was like five, yeah. which is completely crazy to me, right? It's like yeah. the whole narrative of the US is almost, it's got, it's got like a kind of nasty stigma around it now. Mm-hmm. If you, there's heaps of friends I've chatted to. I was like, oh, would you go to the States? They're like, hell no. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I, I'm just wondering, have you? Did you experience? I guess you probably went before it was like that. But yes. Yeah. Have Have you seen the US sort of change, or at least the perception of America change in New Zealand? Totally, one hundred percent. I think at that point, and from the decade pre me going, you know, um, they were the leaders in mm. um, culture, or we weren't quite there. And I remember that from being back here 11 on LimeWire and, you know, listening to what they're talking about and then going outside and looking around and being like, it's none of that happening here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so true. <laughs> Where's that? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, that generational, that decade, those decades, um, I think it was that. Now it's changed. But my perception, I obviously haven't been recently, but I still think it is that. I just think people talk about the negative more than they do the positive mm, for sure i don't know why we tend to go in that direction mm. these days but whatever you are looking for you will find there and that's what i love about america and that's what i always love about that place whatever you want to find it's there mm. the good the bad the ugly the beautiful you know yeah true yeah yeah that's nice um yeah, that's a that's a crazy move though for like a twenty one year old to be like i want to go over to the states to check out the party scene sort of find myself so uh, once you arrive back in NZ again after that, mm-hmm. what sort of what sort of journey were you on? Were you like, okay, music is the thing I want to do? Did you have an idea for you know your business neighborhood collective? Mm-hmm. Um, where, where where did all of that come about? Yeah, it, so while we were over there, um, I kind of fell into or manifested whatever you want to call it mm. that scene. Like entirely So we went to the clubs And then you know We met up with the promoters And the next thing you know We're going around We've been taken And we were in there But um, it was just a bit A bit crazy We ran out of money running 21 We had $10,000 each or something (laughs) (laughs) So yeah we, we come home And I'm like Cool we'll do this out of the You know Safety of being home Yeah Right And um I had to get out of Wellington Just the party lifestyle Wasn't ending And I knew it was You know had to had to get out of there. Yeah. Um, and so we get to Auckland. I had no idea what I was going to do. I got offered a glassy job. And um, this was the first job offer in like a in a um, hospitality situation. Is glassy, what, what's a glassy job? Is that? Oh, so that's when you walk around the bar and you just collect all the gla- empty glasses. Oh, so literally it's a glassy job. Glassy like, job. Yeah, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was just like a complete stranger at like a cafe and then I was just like, oh yeah, sweet, like I'll go and go give that a go. So I get to cassette nine and they hand me a bucket and it's like a, from pack and save, you know, like, you do the shopping like yep. little grocery bracket and then they're like it's a busy night all you gotta do is walk around and collect all the glasses I was like sweet easy how good this was the busiest night of that they like have every single year so we're completely rammed and um, me being me I just you know put my head down and really tried to get every single glass nice nice <laughs> nice and then at the end of it they're like oh you did a really good job like do you want to work on the bar and I was like well, I mean, sure, whatever, I'll give it a go. Promotion on the first day. <laughs> Let's go. Something like that, yeah. And then, um, so I started working on the bar. And yeah, that was, that was uh, my, my ins to the hospitality world. Yeah. Where I knew I wanted to be but didn't know how to get into. Mm. From there, 
um, neighborhood collective. Actually, yeah, from there is where I kind of, I met everyone in the music industry that I know, not everyone, but a majority that I know now. Um, I ended up working alongside a lot of artists and promoters and building those relationships and those connections that still today uh, are very valuable and um, helped me out a lot. Um, so, yeah, the Neighbourhood Collective, we came back to Carpety after three years of managing Cassette 9. Uh, true. And I started working at the Waterfront Bar. Yep. And being from Carpety, I knew not much happens. Yep. <laughs> go, so I was like, huh. Yeah, I put two and two together. I was like, why don't I do a gig here? Um, which is, yeah, where it all kind of began. Mm. But essentially, Neighbourhood Collective was supposed to be a clothing label. Mm. Um, and that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Very early on and quickly, I realised how hard it kind of was. You know, four years, five, almost coming up five years ago now. Yeah. Um, to, you pretty much are creating something new and then you have to sell a product or create a following, you know, to believe. Yeah. While all these things and conversations in my head were happening and uh, um, the music events in Carpety started popping off and um, the name Neighbourhood Collective came from, I think it was a staff party at the waterfront in one of the 5am conversations and it was just like... <laughs> the kick-on somewhere. The kick-ons, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, so that's how that came about. And how would you describe what Neighbourhood Collective is to someone on the street? Mm-hmm. What do you guys do? Uh, music promotion company. Yeah. Yeah. So what does that, what does that look like in, um, in, reality, in reality? So is it like the, uh, you guys do a lot of gigs, yeah. managing artists? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're a platform to showcase up and coming artists uh, was the original. Um, now we've grown to, you know, we want, to be able to showcase a lot more than just our homegrown. Um, but yeah, uh, the whole, it's about bringing people together, mm. um, putting on music events, mm. that party lifestyle, but mm. turning it into more of an income as well as, you know, yeah, yeah, creating, still being amongst, but now I'm working yeah. for it rather than, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's, so, there's like an abundance of proper, of like amazing music talent across mm. like Carpenter you know you got like Reese Rich you got mm. Will McLean you got Ken McLean there's so 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 many amazing artists there um, what have you seen to be like the sort of gaps which hasn't necessarily been uplifting like Wellington artists or artists in New Zealand um, what, what, what are the sort of missed opportunities there that you know artists maybe aren't realising Oh man, I think those gaps have been closed now. There's a lot of other um, amazing brands and promoters that have, you know, come about, like mm. Skip the Boat, for example. Yeah, or I love to. That guy does some Herman. fucking cool work. Eh? I want to yeah. get him on the podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah. we can do that. Yeah, like, yeah, surely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've been in his DMs. Yeah. I've already been like, hey, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, but you know, so, so that actually kicked off around the same time or maybe just before I remember Herman coming to our first festival, cool. Neighbourhood Noise, mm. and, you know, he was so excited and just, yeah, seeing him in the crowd and seeing him after and you could see it in his eyes, eh? He was like, yeah. Man. He was, he was sparked, ready to go. But um, so, yeah, there's 
what's missing, I think, yeah, I don't think there's anything missing anymore. Mm. I, I guess I guess you're right. Like it's at your fingertips now, eh? If you are like a creator, especially with like the the, the movement of um, or just the accessibility of social media and technology, right? Mm. Like everyone's got a got a voice in a way where they can pump out content and create their own profile and their brand from essentially their house. It's pretty cool. One hundred percent. I think the most important thing is um, reaching out or mm. collaborating. And making noise, you know, or just like the old school way, like simple example, just head down yeah. and doing the mahi and, and getting it done and finding your kind of audience or, yeah, your niche and mm. just gunning for a day. Mm. That's how, how do you have like the, I, I guess when I see people like you, Paige, um, you belong to like a really cool rare group of of New Zealanders, I reckon, and I've got, I've, I've, I'm lucky to have quite a few, quite a few mates like you, um, but still, still is really on the rare side of things where they are, you know, really pushing the limit, the limits for what they can achieve, backing something which they have created, whether that's a business, an idea, a product, a movement, mm-hmm. creating festivals, managing artists, you know, doing stuff outside of the status quo. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you stay true to? that vision with you know everything else that is going on in the world um because it's probably easier right just to find a job which pays more consistently or Mm. you know you have that security Mm. so like what keeps pushing you to keep being you and pushing the sort of limits with what you guys do with neighborhood collective honestly you know for me personally it's finding more limits to push Mm. (laughs) in the sense of um yeah, resilience is really important. Um, but finding other avenues that give me the same fulfillment. Yeah. Neighborhood Collective is always going to be my baby and always going to be my passion. Um, I'm a lot more patient with it now. I used to be in a rush. You know, I, I wanted to be the best promoter now. I wanted to have sellout festivals now. Um, four years in, I've realized that's not realistic mm. nor possible. You mm. know, everything has levels and um, that consistent growth and that patience is a product that, you know, you need, or not a product, sorry, but, yeah, the steps you need to be able to achieve. So mm. so we understand that, and now it's like, what else do I find enjoyment with? Um, so we've got 318 Gym, which is out, based out in Carpety, which I'm um, also a part of, part owner. Yeah, but... Yeah, so having... For me personally, it's having multiple things that excite me. So like a passion project, you know, an income mm. project, which is what I was telling you about before. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's what keeps my cup full on all of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and is, is that a way you also uh, like help support your own like mental well-being and stuff during times? Like there's that old quote which gets reused so many fucking times, but it's like if you... I'm going to butcher it here as well, but if you, if your work is stuff that you enjoy, you'll never work a day in your life. You know, oh, it's something like that. 100%. Yeah. And then there's the other one, health is wealth. Health is wealth. Health is wealth. And um, that's it. Mm. That's it, man. Mm. Um, so it's just finding the things that you love and uh, going for it, like mm. going for it. Yeah. You know, and, and being realistic too which I've had a lot of sense knocked into me, you know, t- just coming up now. I've just gone on to 30 and, um, man, what a good place to be. Shout out 30. Dirty 30. 
Dirty, dirty. Yeah. Or thrive, what is it? 30 and thriving, I don't know. 30 and thriving, something like that. I've just been throwing around, yeah, my partner just uh, turned dirty as well. So I've just been yelling out the uh, the dirty 30. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's me, happy birthday for them. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think with, uh, it'll be interesting to hear, to hear your thoughts, but with people who don't follow like the traditional path of, um, you know, just sticking and working for somebody else or mm-hmm. going to uni, doing X, Y, and Z. Um, I do feel like in New Zealand, it goes back to the old like tall poppy syndrome, but I'd be interested to hear, have you experienced, you know, anyone ever trying to not necessarily stop what you're doing, but um, maybe cast judgments and shadows over, over over you because of what you're trying to achieve, which is fucking crazy because yeah. what you're doing is, you know, so amazing yeah. um, and you've formed some amazing, amazing relationships with it. But I think there's a lot of a lot of Kiwis that look into people doing stuff which is different mm-hmm. and they look at that in like a sort of negative and a jealousy, in like a jealous way. Oh, totally, for sure. And I'm just touching two things on that you know like going back to the traditional um traditional way or you know income and and stuff like that I think it's it's all so important you know like whether you it's about doing what you enjoy right some people enjoy pressure enjoy stresses some people are happy to live you know um go to work come home and you know families and and that's that's amazing And, and it's all so equal like some other people will enjoy like you say you know creating or Mm. such and such but um to be honest I know that those exist and I'm sure they've come my way I haven't personally put any notice or energy um it's kind of that low frequency or high frequency you know I just I do I just don't um I don't look for it so I don't see it yeah that's good is that yeah? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, we just had uh, Amelia Kerr, who's um, like a global superstar when it comes to cricket. She was like a child prodigy. Um, just won like the Premier League over in India um, earlier this year. Like, just created got like quarter of a million followers on Instagram, sort of thing. And I was talking to her about like haters, yeah. and she was like. I just don't look at them, you know? Yeah. And she, I think she's really smart because she's got the big social media felt following. She blocks comments from people that don't follow her. Yeah. So she 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 doesn't actually see that noise where, you yes. know, people might be like, oh, that was a bad game or yeah. whatever. So, yeah, I think there's definitely ways you can sort of work around that sort of stuff. Eh? 100%. And, you know, I'm, I'm a baby in the industry or in the social realms and whatnot. I'm still, I'm still finding my way or, you know, building. So... For those ones who kind of have that that different level of success would be so hard, but, you know, I couldn't even imagine. But um, I think doing, like, when you're just been about being, like, um, yeah, self-aware and confident yeah. in yourself that, you know, there's always going to be noise no matter what you do mm. um, and just don't take any notice of it really because, mm. like, yeah, yeah, it's just noise, right? I'm, I'm sure there's been like a lot of challenges as well on the way uh, to where you are now. What have been some of the biggest sort of barriers that you've had to overcome? I've got I've got one here which I've written down, mm-hmm. and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was doing well, I was doing some research. I saw that you got like 
attacked in Rarotonga? <laughs> is that the right page Fraser? That's the right page Fraser, yeah. What, what happened there? Like you broke yeah. your jaw? Yeah, two places. Shit. Thanks to that lovely person. Um, <laughs> oh, what a time. So. What a time. What a time. Oh, man, this is actually a really good story. So, well, shit story, but good story. <laughs> <laughs> so you're wearing Raro. Um, it was like 12 a.m. I was catching that 2, 2 a.m. jet star flight back to New Zealand. Rough. So I was out just, you know, living my best life. And, um, yeah, wrong place, wrong time. There was uh, a group of people who I was standing there while looking for some friends, and one of them said something to me and you know I responded and then their drink went flying and the story goes on um and at that point I didn't know my jaw was actually broken or anything like that and we tried to or someone spoke to like the bouncers and you know the authorities or whatever got involved and they were just like oh we don't know what you're talking about so I was just like fuck this I want to I'm just gonna get on the plane and go back home Got here and... So you flew, did that 2am flight with a broken jaw without you even realising? I did. Shit. Very naughty. Was it like a... So like a confrontation, like a king at us or did they just... Oh, they like... One of the guys had my dreads like wrapped in his hand. So no he could not get away and it was just full on... Yeah, there's like four of them on me. Fuck. And I was just kind of like, you know, didn't... Yeah. So that was... um, That was an eye-opener. More so about just being aware of your surroundings and it can happen to anyone, you know, being a bit more safe. Lucky enough, it happened to me who, if that was someone who, you know, that could have put them off for travelling for the rest of their lives. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I came back and I ended up doing a suicide charity uh, boxing event mm. after that. Um, mainly because after such an impact of that kind of happens, you do get a bit like, you know, jittery around people or True. when someone comes at you, you're, I was kind of like, like yeah. you know, because I was working in the bar and True. still working on a bar with like a half broken jaw. Um, and I was just, yeah, like how am I going to kind of get over such a impactful experience? Um, an opportunity came up about doing that suicide prevention fundraiser, charity cool. boxing. And it just goes back to like, you know, like you got to go against today. Like, mm. otherwise, you know, you can sit and be like, why? Or yeah, yeah, all yeah. of those like things. Or you can be like, fuck this, I'm going to do something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Because I think most people, if they have their jaw broke, they're not thinking, I get into a boxing match. You know, that's probably not the, the rehab or the remedy to, to get themselves better. But you're like, I'm going to face the fire. I'm going to face the fire, man. Do it to someone else. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was just, yeah, what was it? Just um, as well, just kicking back. Because I couldn't eat for like six weeks. You know, you weren't on solid. So it was just a way to get back into the gym. It was another way to boost my confidence, mm. like going to the gym. I was part of 318 already at that time and it was just more opportunity to be involved like with what I'm about anyway you know that's mm. essentially what one of my businesses so it was just like you know walking and talking not just like being a part of something and not mm. yeah far out that's hectic and the road to recovery was it pretty long for you with a broken jaw six to get it like shown like um 
was it like wide shut or anything? You'd have to do that. No, no Kanye. Yeah, no Kanye. Might have released the album, eh? <laughs> but it, it, I was very lucky um, in the sense of it was a clean break. So it was down your chin. It was down my chin. There's a photo oh, yeah. if you, anyone wants to go and look up. Paid Fraser attacked in Rara. Kiwi attacked in Rara. You'll see the photo. Um, and I could actually push my chin. And I could oh, f- yuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. And it would kind of, yeah. But it, it took about six weeks. Luckily, I didn't need... Um, Surgery you did? No. Nah. Yeah, and they had good. another like fracture one over here. But yeah... Be aware of your surroundings and don't get extremely intoxicated and probably, yeah, just yeah. walk away. Just, walk, just away. walk away. Just walk away, guys. It's not worth it. It's not, it's not, it's not it's worth n- the smoke. It's never worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And you never know other people's intentions in town, eh? There's, fuck, there's been so many times in Wellington as well, like on Blair Street, where I've seen people in front of me just get king hit. Yeah. And I don't know if there was an altercation earlier, but I remember this, this was one guy, I think it was in Dakota Bar or something, and um, this guy was just like chilling with his mates in like a circle outside the sort of footpath, mm. just got punched behind his head and just seeing him like fall unconscious and land on his face, just blood everywhere, and the other guy just bolted. Um, I do feel like Wellington's kind of changing in that sense. Like it does, the energy does feel a bit more hostile. I don't know what that's... What that's from? Uh, no, one hundred percent, man. And I thought it was an age thing, you know, because I'm getting older mm. or whatever. But um, you're still a spring chicken, so if that you're seeing <laughs> it as well, then it, it is. Yeah. And oh man, that's something to touch base on as well because I do think that you know the our drinking culture and substance and has gotten a lot darker. Yeah. Um, it used to be more fun. <laughs> yeah. Now I feel like you got to watch your back, and you yeah. know, or like, just you just don't know what's going to happen. Town can be dangerous. Or, so true, eh? Yeah. So it's just not even for me even worth. You know, it's just I'd rather stay home and play Fortnite. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Amen to that. What is your relationship like with um with drinking? I, I think as I'm starting to get older, and also realizing that like the trends around the world are showing a lot more young people were choosing not to drink, mm-hmm. which I think is, is really interesting. Because like when I was, you know, when I was a teenager, it was like, that was like your priority. Yep. It was like, how am I going to get some beers as, you know, a 16-year-old, 17-year-old? Who do I need to speak to? Whose brother is 18 that can go to the shop and get us some booze? Like, how are we going to piss up this weekend? 100%. And who's going to party with me for two days? Yeah, yeah, Because that's yeah. how long we have to drink for. I know, I know. <laughs> and then you'd wake up after a massive <laughs> night and you'd feel um, you, you'd feel pretty good because, I don't know, you're just young, you don't really get hangovers. But I feel like as I'm getting older, my like relationship with alcohol is definitely changing. And probably my partner, she doesn't drink that much either. Mm. So... It's quite. It's actually been really refreshing. Like more so than not. Prior to when I met her, mm-hmm. waking up on like a Sunday or a Saturday morning, feeling completely, you know, fine and not and not hungover and weary. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll be interested in like what is your relationship like with um, with alcohol? Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> 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 it's another not challenge, but a thing that I've found, like being in the music industry, you know, festivals and um, music events is my, my main thing. But I have been bearing away from alcohol, like um, 
for me, there's nothing worse than waking up, you know, and wasting the whole day. It sucks, eh? Oh, it it's sucks the worst so bad. Feeling. And you get frustrated that you're feeling like that. You're 100%. like, yeah, it's and, terrible. And life's so exciting these days. Like, I'm just, I don't want to, you know. So, I'm definitely, I'm definitely veering off all of that kind of that stuff because you can still also have fun without it. Hard out. If, if not more fun now. Yeah. Um, but I think just with the mind, I don't know why as well, you know, I don't want to go to COVID or anything like that, but since that time, um, you know, mental health and well-being has been really tough for a lot of people. And, um, you know, we've got a high drinking and high mm. drug use or whatever in New Zealand. Mm. So to kind of like not, um, not, you know, influence that yeah. is kind of where I'm at. Yeah, 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 totally. It's so true. And there's so many... So many people that uh, struggle with their mental health and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, you know, what they're doing is, and it's a coping mechanism for sure, but mm. what they're doing is every single weekend getting on the piss, doing drugs, and it's like, you know, that that, that cannot be good for um, getting you out of the shit. Exactly. And what we don't actually understand, I think, well, me personally, is you're actually building habits. Yeah. Um, and whether you think it's affecting you now or later um, is up to how deep you want to go and how you want to get. But it is you are opening yourself up for more low vibrational mm. um, outcomes or energy um, for yourself, which not necessarily how you want to be. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is pretty. It is pretty crazy. Mm. It's um, yeah. I, I just think the word yeah without. It'll be interesting to see, and you know, when we're all old and crusty and stuff, are uh, are young people still using drugs and alcohol the same way that we did? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. How it changes, yeah, yeah. Mm. And who stopped and who didn't, or mm. did you stop or did you didn't? You know, not mm. totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, going back to the Rarotonga sort of attack. Mm-hmm. Um, what 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 else have been some of the some of the challenges that you've experienced along the way with you know setting up your your multiple businesses and mm. everything that you do? I'm not sure COVID would have been pretty tough as well at times. Yeah, COVID was hard. Um, hard thing with that, like uh, they kind of swept it under the rug. There was a lot of noise made about that incident, particular incident, and the people who did it were on the authority side in that country. Mm. So that was a bit of a barrier. You know, I was just like, wow, you're just going to pretend that, you know, these people didn't do that. And yeah, that was a bit rough, but. So did they, did they sort of find justice or no? Um, maybe we, there was a lot of, I think that person got stood down from their job. Um, yeah, they did. So if you want to call that justice, you know, hopefully they just won't do it again. Mm. And I find justice in that, mm. you know, mm. think about, think before you kind of act. Yeah. Um, but other challenges, yeah, coming back from that, COVID, yeah, really hard push. Again, just like finding other directions um, and navigating in the same, you know, work way of work but we went to more 
online stuff. So mm. more like ciphers or um, I started doing the clothing mm. brand side of, side of things and then which pushed me to make a website and I learned kind of, you know, just try to like upskill and yeah. keep myself busy in the same, keep myself interested and, you know, yeah. and um, learn new skills and, and whatnot. Essentially, is where, mm. yeah, yeah, you got to adapt, eh? Got to adapt. Uh, what would what sort of advice would you give to a young person who's keen to you know start up start up their own business, or they're not really sure exactly what they want to do yet? Mm. What what like one piece of advice would you give them? Um, if you're not sure what you want to do, just live, just live life, mm. just try everything, you know. Um, until you find something that you think like, oh, I'm actually interested in this. Once you do, delve down that a little bit more. Don't be afraid to switch it up at any time as well, though. If you find something else, just mm. you know, keep yourself yeah content. Mm. And um, what was it? What would I say? If you wanted to start a business, yeah. If you wanted to start a business, um, dig deep. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, just all in. Yeah. Yeah, don't look back. Yeah, don't block out the noise. Follow Gary V. Follow, Follow Gary, Gary Vanderchuk on uh, Instagram. He's a man, man, eh? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's good. I also, I sometimes feel like he's a bit too much at times. He's yeah. just like, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta sell. You know, if you don't have money, you gotta like find oh. melt down your cutlery and just sell your, you know, silverware. If like, you're not <laughs> posting three times a day, what yeah. are you like doing? Know, oh man, just live life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's um I I, th- I think he, hit, he hits the right notes for some people, but some of his stuff can be a bit a bit intense at times. But I guess that's his whole character and his persona, right? Mm, if it works, it works, right? Yeah, and some people absolutely love him. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't watched too much of his stuff, but I know I should, and mm. I will. But no, um, you know, like going back to what what my business is and whatnot, I think um. My main thing is they all tie into each other. True. Can you elaborate on that? How do they all tie into each other? So, um, for example, we've got Neighbourhood Collective. Um, my whole thing behind that is, you know, bringing people together. You Music's like a universal language. You know, mm. you kind of forget about what's going on in your life. You know, you feel good. The other side of, of it is... Um, promoting these artists, giving them the platform. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's awesome. Um... But it's all about well-being, honestly, for me. Like, um, even with the gym, you know, if you're you're working out, you're you're kind of feeling better, you know. With my latest kind of, oh, got two um, businesses that have just kicked off in the last two years and one in the last, oh, this year, mm-hmm. uh, which is a barbershop, which we're about to open at 318. Epic. Yeah. So that's, again, like, you look good, you feel good. Yeah. Um. And then Gorgeous Escapes, which my partner and I actually um, started this super organic. Again, we we showcase and promote um, beautiful stays and unique places through Airbnb or from Airbnb, I should say. And we promote well with our content. And we just see so yeah, how we've been doing that for the last year or so. Super cool. But again, that's like promoting you know rather than spending five hundred dollars on a night out in yeah. town go away yeah. fill your cup mm. with good energy not alcohol mm. <laughs> yeah. but um so yeah it just all comes back and i think that's what really ties it in for me yeah um yeah that's super good and 
totally agree. I can't wait to go do a barber shop and get get a bit of a fade because there's no better feeling for someone's confidence if you get a fresh fade, eh? It's just the best. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is about it, eh? It's something, just... it's something about it. Like, I always, if I let my hair, like, grow out a bit yeah. and it's getting a bit, again, a bit ratty, I'm like, shit, you, you, you're, not, you're not the same person until you hop out after the barber shop and, you know, you've just got, you feel like you've got an extra... Two, but I don't know, extra twenty percent of like increased yeah. confidence to like talk to people, better at your job, hit the gym harder. I think I grew half a centimeter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm now six foot. Yeah. So. <laughs> so true yeah. though, eh? It's um, yeah, you can't beat a good haircut. Yeah, that's all. And like, what does uh, with all of that going on? Yeah, what does a standard week look like for you? How are you investing the right amount of time and you know all of these different hats that you're wearing? Yeah, it's another crazy, um, crazy. Thing. It's it's literally whatever I'm feeling at the time. True, man. I go off feeling, you know, how I'm feeling that day. Yeah. I might put more into. It's quite seasonal as well, especially with neighbourhood. Mm. That's more of my summer. True, you know, I can't yep. live gigs and stuff. Yeah, live yeah. gigs, bro. I can't really work in in winter. Well, we're about to switch it up potentially, but um. Yeah, so so that's that. And yeah, just evenly trying to like delegate my time or my days um to each kind of, you know? Yeah. The gym's self sufficient, that's just a a growth that'll happen, you know, slow. Um over time. But yeah. Just What well, does like have you got any like morning routines and stuff? Man, that's one thing I'm working on. Yeah. As of like last six months more a lot more um i actually besides you know gym i go to gym maybe like i try five days a week yeah i'll do uh, yeah i'll do two days a week at functional hit um so i'll do high intensity and then i'll do three days of uh, muscle building and just like yeah yeah so that's kind of my as as solid as my routine gets at the moment. Nice. And then I'm lucky enough to have a uh, really flexible um, job where I do passive fire. Like six months, you're looking at doing the move over to move over to Bali as well? Yes, we are. My partner and I. That's huge, man. That's awesome. Yeah. What a spot. Have you been to Bali before? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, loved it. Uh, the reason why we're going over there is, you know, it's, it's close enough to be be an easy move mm. um, it's affordable and they've got super clubs and things which crazy <laughs> and, and uh, yeah so so I'm gonna go over there and chase some music yep. neighborhood collective see what we can do um, as well as gorgeous escapes yeah we'll be promoting um, showcasing beautiful stays and unique accommodation Sick. just doing what we love really and getting out of the getting away from the cold and the New Zealand noise that can be so yeah 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 <laughs> Bali's beautiful way eh? um, probably three or four years ago now probably four years ago yeah, um, and it's um, yeah going over there with the exchange of currency as well you've just got you almost felt quite guilty at times because you're like you're so you're so wealthy over there compared to other people and like the price of a meal is like you know five five NZ dollars and you get this beautiful beautiful meal and then people you come back home and they'll be like 
you know, oh, did you like barter or anything? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You tell them what you paid for. They're like, oh, you got ripped off. But it's like, I've always thought, what is an extra, you know, five bucks or something while you're over there on holiday? Yeah. Um, to pay for a watch or whatever you're going to buy off these people. 100%. When that's their whole way in which they, you know, can survive. And $5 to them is so much more money. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited to be able to do that. And <laughs> Super cool. You go out here, you know, and it's like $30 for a... <laughs> for a craft beer. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited for that, like, that change, you know. That's like. super cool. Yeah. Um, so what's the like plan of attack when you get over to Bali then? Like how are you going to try and host some of those gigs? Have you got some networks over there already? Uh, I've got some networks that I haven't tapped into. Um, not yet. We've still got some time. So, But I'm not sure. I'm more of a, I'm a real free agent. Eh? Like I like to show up and feel it out, yeah. you know. And um, yeah, so we'll just play it out like that nice. yeah at this point in time with um, Gorgeous Escapes we've got a few um, places that we've contacted and that have contacted us so that's yeah and does that mean you get to stay there for free or that does oh sometimes. how good that's super good eh yeah yeah so some yeah we'll create content for them um, in exchange for accommodation or sometimes we will get paid for it, which is yeah, pretty lucky. Yeah, nice added bonus, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, before we wrap up, we've got some quick fire questions, um, but is there, where can people keep in touch with you and your mahi? Um, you can definitely keep in touch on social media, so Paige Fraser at Neighbourhood, or at, sorry, <laughs> at Instagram. Or Neighbourhood Collective. Nice. For those artists, um, Gorgeous Escapes, if you want us to promo your beautiful spaces and places. Man. You can definitely find me at 318 Gym um, and Stay Cut Barbershop, which is due to open next month, July. How good. Yes. Fuck yeah. We'll put links in the description for those. Um, Cool. Some quick fire questions. Uh, Paige, what brings you true happiness? Freedom. Freedom, <laughs> Advice you wish you knew about when you were younger? Um, oh, quick fire. Sorry, I have to think about this. Make heaps of mistakes um, and just go for it. Build good connections and, and treat people how you would like to be treated. One mm. thing I, I do is try to be that person that I wanted when I was growing up, you mm. know? Try to be that mentor or whatever it is mm. yeah it's nice uh, what does legacy mean to you legacy you did good no, did good. no I'm joking <laughs> legacy is um, <coughs> we all have one you know and that's just what people remember you by I think if you could change one thing in New Zealand what would this be the government I'm joking <laughs> oh <laughs> let's get kidding. political here yeah? no, I'm let's kidding go. I, just, I just thought that would be funny <laughs> If I could change anything, oh, jeez. One thing, it could be something like really serious, it could be a policy, it could be something just like... Can we lower prices casual. on like the yes. groceries, bro? Yeah, 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 like, we can, we can, um, we can right now. I just don't want to pay $4 for a broccoli. Yeah, and I know, that's <laughs> crazy, right? That's, I can't even get cucumbers anymore. Yeah, grow your own, I reckon, grow your own. Yeah, you're right. Um, what do you believe is the main thing that is holding back young people in New Zealand? Fear of looking stupid. Or something 
like that. So true. So yeah. true. And we'll end on a quote from uh, the amazing uh, Ned Brockman over in Australia. Uh, less than a hundred years from now, you're done. Finished. Your, possess- your possessions, achievements, body, all of it gone. Nothing will remain of your insignificant existence beside your actions today, which will ripple, however small, for eternity throughout the lives of many. I think that's from Ned, but that's a fucking badass quote. That is a badass quote. Cheers, Paige. Always a pleasure. Thanks for jumping on. Make waves, baby. Cheers. (laughs)